Yo, what's up, butt munchers? Welcome to episode 31 of the Iron Butler podcast. Yeah, my hair's still short. Deal with it, okay? It is what it is. This is just what we're rocking with for the time being, guys. It'll grow back in a few weeks. It'll be all mess. It'll be in front of my eyes. I'll be like, ah, fucking, you know. And that'll be us back to normal. But for now, we just got to keep rocking with the short Sinead O'Connor. Look, it is what it is. I just want to take a moment to discuss this weather. When I say disgust, I want to talk about how disgusting it actually is. This is June in Northern Ireland. Rainy, grey, wet, cold. Good fun, hey? That's exactly what you want from your summertime. I'm not someone that likes to talk about the weather or open a podcast by talking about the weather, but I just wanted to acknowledge it. How frustrated it makes me, how annoyed it makes me. I'm a sunshine guy. You know, I like to have a little bit of a glow about my face at all times. I know that's not fake tan. I know you guys like to say that to me. Oh, you weren't fake tan? No. No, I'm not. Have I been on a few trips? Yep. Have I did a few sunbeds in between? Maybe. Yeah, maybe I have, right? Okay, whatever. I'm a metrosexual guy. We can do that now. Not going to get Botox, though. We've already been through this. No Botox, no lip fillers, no real surgery surgery. I will at one point... Uh, probably glue a wig to my head if I ever go bald. But that's the furthest I'll go. That's where I draw the line. Right there. I hope everyone's keeping well. Hope everyone's good. feel like I I know everybody an apology to the podcast listeners last week. Last week wasn't our best one. Okay. All right. You know, we can all admit admit when we've done wrong. I'm a man. I'm man enough to be able to sit here and say wasn't the best okay fair enough we can't hit a home run every week guys we hit it most weeks we hit uh, the park most weeks last week was just tough i was tight for time i was very busy i was tired but i made a commitment the commitment is we do this podcast every week rain or shine as the weather has shown us rain or shine we do this podcast and that is, that's it. That's it. You know what I mean? This week, we're back on track. Look at me. Okay? Back in my bedroom. Back with a hoodie on. Back feeling good about myself. Not that I didn't feel good about myself, but you know what I'm saying. Either way, good to have everyone back on board. Have to say thank you. Thank you to everyone that came out to the, the few gigs I did last week. Uh, not that like anyone came out for me specifically. I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, on Friday, I did the Urgle, uh, the Urgle Inn. Is that the name of the bar? The bar on the Ormo Road? I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Urgle, Urgale. I have no idea, guys. I'm terrible with words sometimes. This is one of those times. Big wide room in the Urgle, which makes it a little bit difficult, uh, a little bit strange. However, it was fine. I didn't blow the roof off the place. We aren't changing lives here, but got through the set. Set was fine. Got out, got home. Everybody's safe. It's all good. Big shout out to Patty McDonald for giving me that gig. Patty, you're a gentleman. Uh, you're a crazy bastard. But all in all, I appreciate you. I thank you. And I would hope to get to, the, to, to do the Urgle again. Urgle, Urgile. Who knows? People are probably making fun of me right now for whatever way I'm saying it. You do that. Make fun of my accent. Not one to make fun of accents locally. You know, if people make fun of stuff I say, and it's like, 
here's here's why I don't really make fun. I'm probably talking bullshit here. I probably do make fun of accents. I'm just too ignorant to uh, to think about. When you make fun of an accent, what you got to realize is you also probably have some sort of flaw in your accent. You probably also say things weird. So as you're saying, pointing to someone else going, ah, you say that's stupid. I've no doubt in my mind you have a word in the English language that you say that sounds fucked up too. That's why I think I stay away from it, but I don't know. Maybe I do. I just don't realize. I probably make fun of people. Uh, either way, that's where we're at. Uh, so yeah, thanks to people coming out to the Argo. A bigger thank you to people who came out to the Limelight on Sunday and supported the charity gig we did at the Limelight. Uh, that was a, a really fun gig. It was really great cause to, to help for. And I think there was 160 people in the end. So big shout out to Sheehan Todd, I think, who organized that and got it all sorted and set up. Uh, just a really fun night, re- really enjoyable. I always get nervous about doing a gig at the Limelight because I've had some bad gigs at the Limelight, not because of the Limelight, just because I've sucked. Uh, but Sunday was really fun, a really good gig. I really enjoyed it at, at the best of times. So, yeah, it was good. I had a few friends of mine come to the Limelight gig to see see what I was all about. And of course, they didn't get there till the interval. And I was on second. So I just want to say, guys, don't feel bad about yourselves. Do. Don't feel bad about yourselves. It's no bad. I appreciate that you even made the effort to come out. You know, your intentions were there. Now, did the ticket say doors open at eight, shows at half eight? And, you know, they did. Yeah, of course they did. Did you not get there till... Half nine-ish? No, of course you didn't. Of course you didn't get there at half nine-ish. Yeah, a, a big deal. Whatever. You know? Uh, we're not here to point fingers. You know, no one did wrong, did right. Uh, I am only joking. I appreciate you guys coming out, the friends of mine who did come out. And, you know, we'll get them next time. There'll be other gigs, fingers crossed. You can come out to that. Speaking of other gigs, in fact, if anyone wants to come to a gig and see me do a little bit of a set in Belfast, Lavery's Comedy Club, I'll be doing Lavery's for the first ever time excited about it uh, i think lavery's is one of if not the best gig in belfast at this current point in time you've got a few select gigs i think that are just really doing well lavery's is one of them you know back in the day i remember when i started comedy everyone used to want to play the empire the empire was like the big place Nay, who gives a fuck about the empire lavery's is the spot it gets a great crowd it gets a big crowd You have the best local acts who are actually the best local acts. You're not getting people who are getting flown over from halfway across the world that you don't know you've never heard about or you'll never see again. You're getting to to build a good comedy relationship with the people at Lavery's. You know, you got Colin who runs it in there uh, and he set up a great little gig in there. So it's been running for a load of years now. I can't remember when Lavery started, but it feels like forever at this point. Uh, and this will be the first time I get to do it. It wasn't running when I was doing gigs, so now that I am back doing it, I'm very excited to get back and do Lavery's, and the date for that is... the I think it's 19th. It's whatever the Wednesday is. Hold on, I'll check the calendar. Yeah, Wednesday the 19th of June, Lavery's Comedy Club. I've no idea who's on yet. I'll probably know by next week, and then I'll give you guys a shout. How about that? But you'll see it advertised on my Instagram, on my Facebook, everywhere else that I promote myself like a little person. Uh, I was going to say a bad word there, but I didn't stop myself. So, yeah, 
Uh, thanks everyone that came out Friday. Thanks everyone that came out on Sunday. I didn't do much else at the weekend apart from do those two gigs. Saturday, watched a few MMA fights, a few cage fights. And then on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, was the big Anthony Joshua fight. Now, usually I like to stay up for the big fights like the Anthony Joshua. This time, I didn't because I was just like, excuse me. I was just like, what's the point? What's the point? All Anthony Joshua is going to do is beat the bollocks out of this little fat guy in three rounds. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was that. There's going to be a little bit of a boxing talk here. So if you don't like sports or boxing, maybe skip ahead a few minutes. But, you know, it'll not be that long. You know, just just ride it out with me here, guys. Let me talk for a little bit about it. Uh, so Anthony Joshua was scheduled to fight some other opponent. I can't remember his exact name. That opponent got uh, tested positive for a drug test. I think it was for steroids. I don't know. Who knows? I'm probably just talking shit. It probably wasn't even steroids. However... He needed to be replaced on short notice. No one was taking the fight apart from this guy, Andy Ruiz Jr. And everyone looked at Andy Jr. and thought, wow, what a wee tub of a guy. This guy's just going to get destroyed. Myself included, by the way. I looked at this guy and went, what's the point in even watching this fight at four in the morning when I'm just going to watch a fat guy get fucking decimated by Anthony Joshua? Little did I know, this wee fat Mexican bastard Probably shouldn't call him out because he'd knock my bollocks in if he was here. He's not going to be here. It's fine. I can call him it. Little did I know, the underdog, the Rocky story, the Mexican Rocky, comes out and knocks out the fucking golden boy, Anthony Joshua, who is nigh in the long lineage of hyped up English heavyweight boxers that weren't just quite what we thought they were. That was the worst boxing commentary I've ever did. Sorry about that. You had to hear that. I just was trying to make a point. What I'm trying to make a point is it happens in English boxing every sort of few years. They'll get this new sort of golden boy in the heavyweight division and they'll give him a few fights and they'll build him up and they'll put him in stadiums. They'll put him in the Wembley Arena. Like you look at Joshua. Joshua could have just played the Wembley Arena for another 10 fights, 10 bum fighters. Well, he couldn't have because people would have cracked up, but... For a while there, that's all he was doing. He was just fighting in England, fighting, selling out these big stadiums, making big paydays, fighting people who are lesser opponents than people that he should have been fighting. In the heavyweight division, boxers, the top three, there's Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, at least that's what it was. And the whole setup was Anthony Joshua needs to fight Tyson Fury or uh, Deontay Wilder. That's where his biggest money was going to come from. That's where the biggest payday was going to come from. He was undefeated. They were all undefeated. Uh, and they all still are, I think, apart from Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, who both drew against each other. Either way, they're all, they haven't took a loss. So they've basically set themselves up to make a big, massive payday. What happens is the promoters, the likes of the Eddie Hearn, sees that there's an opportunity to make some more money by just fighting these wee bum people. It's like, we'll fight the wee bum people, we'll fight the wee bum people, and that way we'll make bigger paydays, bigger paydays, we'll make more money, we'll suck him more money out of him dry before he has to fight the big fights, and then we'll make a big sort of cash out at the end. Problem is, sometimes it doesn't go that way. And in this case, this is the issue. He's not going to make those big, big paydays now that he was scheduled to make against Deontay Weller and Tyson Fury. Well, he could. He could still get those fights, but they'll just not be as big. People aren't going to buy them as much. People aren't going to believe them as much, paying them as much. This is this this is what I think about at night, guys. This makes I, I like and I, I just enjoy 
thinking about the psychological implications of all this sort of stuff and the financial. It's just it interests me. Boxing interests me. MMA and combat sports in general interests me. So yeah, that's what happened at the weekend. That's my take on it all. No one wanted to hear that, but there you go. You got to hear it anyway. You're welcome. Uh, I've seen that there's a reality show started in Northern Ireland. There's no place like Tyrone. Uh, I haven't seen it. The first episode was just out last night. I'm hesitant to watch it, but I feel like I have to watch it. I feel like I have to watch it because I need to see how cringeworthy it is. I've seen a clip from it. Here's the thing. There's no doubt in my mind that this show will be parodied by every Northern Ireland comedian under the sun in a video very, very soon. Uh, It just seems like one of those shows that has a wealth of material that you could just pull from. Uh, I watched a clip, if you've watched it on BBC iPlayer or not, um, and it's some guy doing lingerie shopping for his wife and he's never been before. And I don't know if it's the way they've shot this show or whatever way they've did it, but it looks so fake. It looks so fake that you're like, why are you calling this a reality show? Just call it, we put people from Tyrone in different situations and then pretend like they're really there. That's what you should call it. It seems very weird. Very weird. It's like guys sitting there and they're bringing out different lingerie to him and he's like, yes, no, yes, no. And he says hi a lot. I think that's something Tyrone people do. Oh, hi, hi, hi. Fermana people do that as well, I think. Oh, hi, hi. There's me earlier saying about not making fun of people's voices and look what I'm doing right now. You know, pot called the kettle black. But there's no, like, was there ever people sitting in a room going, guys, we need TV shows on BBC Northern Ireland? And they went, what's what's the market want? Well, all of Northern Ireland want to see a reality show based in Tyrone. Do they? Yep. That's what the market says. Really? Because... You know, I think people would rather see just sort of more entertaining stuff. Maybe something with more local talent. I don't know, maybe something that's more topical. Something that's like, maybe we do a game show. Maybe a Northern Ireland game show would be cool. Maybe we do like a Northern Ireland talk show. There hasn't been one of those since, you know, the Nolan show. And that's not really a talk show. And they're like, "Mm, what about we just pick a few people in Tyrone and make dicks out of them. And they went, make it happen. Commission. Straight away. Is there anyone out there with any sort of original ideas or, or pitches coming in for the BBC and I? Yeah, there is. Actually, we have a stack of them here. You know, there's loads of talent that want to sort of pitch stuff to us. Hmm. But what about we just go down to Tyrone and set up a bunch of fake scenarios and tell people it's a reality TV show? Gold. Go with it. Take the money. Good old BBC Northern Ireland, eh? Killing it as usual, guys. And when I say killing it, I mean killing TV. Ugh. Me and my mum were talking about this last night. BBC is the biggest load of balls, isn't it? Like, the BBC in general. Like, you're paying a TV license. You're paying fucking over whatever money it is. I don't pay it, to be fair. My mum pays it, because I still live here. Uh, but you're paying all that money for a bunch of shite. And I know people have been saying this for years, and this is a typical argument that I'm making here. 
But hear me out. Look at services like Netflix, like Amazon Prime, like Hulu. You name it. All these different places. Even look at, I don't know, just all these on-demand services. YouTube Red, whatever else. At least with that, you're paying for something of your own free will that you want to watch. You have to pay a t- excuse me. You have to pay a TV license because the government makes you pay the TV license so they can supply it into BBC, a fucking channel that you never asked for. What bullshit is that like? <sighs> Rant over. Uh, but yeah, no place like Tyrone. Kind of car crash TV. I will watch it. I'll probably talk more about it next week when I've actually seen a full episode. Who knows? Maybe I'm being prejudgmental. Maybe it's alright. Maybe everything's all good. Maybe I'm just being a wanker. Who knows? Probably. Well, I am. But still. You know what I'm getting at. Uh, then Love Island started again last night. Oh, good. Fuck. Fuck, I... I can't put it into words. It's not the show I even hate. It's just everyone revolving their lives around it. You know what I mean? People putting up stories. That's my life for the next 10 weeks. You must have some exciting life. Thank God this is back. I've been looking forward to it for nine months. Hmm. Maybe don't get too excited. I don't know. I shouldn't judge other people's TV shows and other people's tastes and other people's... Like, listen, if you like it, if you're into it, I see there's an audience for it, there's a market for it, that's fine. I'm not, But all I'm saying is, it's just not my thing. Uh, it's the same way you look at some stand-up comedians, some stand-ups you don't like, even though they may have, like, a big audience following. For example, like, a Michael McIntyre. Some people don't like Michael McIntyre, but Michael McIntyre can play to fucking 10,000 people in an arena at the click of the fingers. Uh, but, yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's in that genre of what I call car crash TV. Uh, and I started thinking, why do we watch car crash TV? Like, what's the whole... Why are we so interested in it? Why are we so fascinated by it? it that intrigues me. Because, here, truthfully, I do watch some car crash TV. Put my hand up and say it. And I watch it, I think, because... I watch it and I almost go... Thank fuck that's not me. Or I'll watch it and go... Life's not bad after all compared to these guys. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe that's bad to say. But you do, you do. You sort of watch it and you judge people and you watch it and you think, hmm, I'm a better person than they are or whatever. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I I just never got into I never got in love. I remember I was into Big Brother back in the early days. Big Brother was like the original Love Island, wasn't it? Where like... They put a bunch of people in the house. Like, it was so much different back then because you didn't have the technology. You didn't have, like, people didn't have Instagram, Facebook, social media, phones with internet on it back when it started. So, like, when you went away from the outside world, like, it's not like you were dropping all that. You were just, like, locking yourself in a house and, and whatever. It was no big difference, really. Now, if you're locking yourself in, you must be like, what is happening on my Instagram? What is going on in the feed? Big Brother was good, and then they started just doing mad shit. I think it was season three. They put a wall in the middle of the house and divided them between poor people and rich people. And that's a point where I was like, all right, 
I think I'm done here. Because you could just see they were just trying to get a reaction out of them. They were just trying to poke the bear. They were like, how can we... Like, this, this is mad. It's literally like, right, let's take 15 people from different parts of the UK. Let's take 15 of the maddest bastards we can find. Let's take 15 of the most random group of people. Random, psychologically fucked up in the head people we can find. Put them in a small contained house together for 10 weeks. Feed them as much booze as they want. And roll the cameras. It's kind of genius when you think about it. It's kind of a genius idea. But then it did just get real sad. Because you're just like... I think there was one year in Big Brother where the housemates were all chilled and all normal and just like getting along and stuff. And you could tell Big Brother was like, fuck, we we need these guys to to just start acting a wee bit crazy, a wee bit loopy here. And that's when they start making all the tasks and all the challenges designed to put them all against each other. They split them in the teams. They put them in the groups of two. They put them in different rooms. They fucking swap them all about and stuff like that. And then you get Love Island, which from what I hear is like an accelerated version of that. They take like all the fucking most posiest, chiseled people, tan, fucking fake, fucking Botox, whatever, put them all in this wee place together, give them this incentive that they have to cheat on each other or they have to stick around. I don't know what way it works. My barber was describing it to me and it sounded very confused and sounded like there was too many rules in it. He's like, you have to pick whether you're here for love or money and then the other person at the end has to pick. But it all sounded very complicated. He's describing it to me and it did actually make me sound a wee bit interested in it because I was like, fuck, that does sound pretty ruthless. But then I was like, no, that also sounds like it's just designed to fuck people off. And it is, isn't it? They're designed. Love Island is designed to just make people bitch and moan and be and call and have drama. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it supplies drama to people's lives so they don't have to supply drama to their own lives to get them anyway excited for being a real person. I don't know. I don't know why it works. Either way, I'll not be watching it again this year. You'll be glad there'll be no commentary on Love Island this year. And then do you know what annoys me when I get in conversations with people and they start talking to me about it as if I should know it? I uh, sure, Andy, do fucking whatever. Andy Dufresne, I was going to say, from Shawshank Redemption. Sure, Lisa, and blah, 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 blah. I'm just sitting there like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't give a fuck. It's probably like when I talk about boxing to people who watch Love Island. They're like, what? Uh, again, we all have our own our own things, guys. It's just not for me. I watch, I watch a TV show in America called 90 Day Fiance. And if you want some car crash TV... It's a really good one. You can look up a load of clips on YouTube and stuff and just watch it from there, but I, 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 it's just incredible. The premise of the show is this, and only in America would this happen. So an American has been maybe texting or chatting to a foreign person on like email, website, a date app, who knows, and when they start to connect, they obviously, whoever the other person is, can't live in America unless they have a green card. The only way they can get a green card is if they marry each other. So what happens is they meet up for 90 days. The American will either go to their country or the foreign person will go to America. They'll meet up for 90 days, decide if they like each other enough to get married and stay in the same country together and get a green card together. 90 days. So they've basically got 90 days to say whether they get married to a person or not. And that's mental. 90 fucking days. 
I need, I need 90 years. I need longer than that to fucking, I need 90 months to decide if I'm going to marry someone or not. Uh, these guys have 90 days. And some crazy shit happens. Some crazy American mad shit happens. And of course, the t- like the typical stuff happens too. Like th- these foreigners come from different places. They come from India, Morocco, uh, Ghana. Like you fucking all these crazy loopy places. Not well, they're not crazy places, but they're just places where are, are a little bit the culture is very different from American culture. And this one girl called Danielle, who was a piece of work. She was from America. She was just fucking. She was an awful person, really. And she was also just crazy in the head and had mental issues. Ended up marrying, after like two weeks, this fucking gentleman of a guy called Mohammed. <laughs> I'll let you make your own judgments there. And then as soon as he married her, he was like, alright, I'm done here. And literally, you could just tell all he did it for was the green card. And then she got angry at him. And then he's all like, bloody, he's all like, fucking go away. And she's all like, fuck you, Muhammad. And then I'm sitting there behind the TV like, oh my God, Muhammad, you mad bastard. Why did you marry this fucking crazy bastard? Like, I felt bad for Muhammad. Never mind the American girl that got duped into giving someone a green card. Uh, so check that out. 90 Day Fiance. Highly recommend. Highly, highly, highly recommend if you're into trash TV and shit like that. Uh, gigs coming up. You'll probably not see this in time. But the Boytown podcast is Wednesday night at the Accidental Theatre tonight. In fact, it's tonight if you're watching this. It's tonight because I'll have this up by Wednesday. Uh, Accidental Theatre. I think there's only a few select tickets left. Uh, give myself a shout if you do want to go. I'm be able to ask Shane and Dave what the ticket situation's like. Uh, but I'll be doing a spot there. William Thompson's doing a spot there. You've also got Shane Todd and Dave Elliott doing their Boytown podcast there. If you've never seen a Boytown podcast live, highly recommend it. Very good, very enjoyable. It's always a fun night, always a good crowd. Uh, so there's that. I'm in Galway on the 18th of June. If there's any Galway people that listen to this, I have no idea. I'll see you there at the Roche Dove. I think that's what it's called. Probably mispronounced that wrong because I don't know my Irish that well. Did my Irish oral exam, cheated on it. In fact, I'm going to be a wee tout here. And no one will ever watch this, so let's just do it. My Irish oral exam, my teacher, Mr. McCormick, we go into the oral exam and he just lets us hold sheets out in front of us and read off the exam in order to pass. There you go. Said it. Come and clean about it. I didn't sign any sort of disclosed NDA, you know? I don't care anymore. I'm 29 now, or I'm 30. Fuck. I'm 30 now. I can't take my Irish degree off me. I have a degree in Irish first. I have a C. I got a C. And that's all because I cheated that Irish show. And he let every student cheat the Irish show. Every student would be coming out going, they let you use the pages? And he'd be like, oh, oh, oh. all we had to do was read from pages. Peace, piss. Didn't have to remember anything. We were freaking out. We were going, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to remember this all. Mr. McCormick comes in. He's like, Arn, I'm gonna before I hit record in this cassette, I'm going to hold up the page. Now, I'm going to be incredibly still because I don't want to ruffle the page on the cassette that we're going to have to send to the Irish oral person. And he's like, now, don't just read them off. Make it look like you're struggling a wee bit. You know, don't be perfect, but do well. I was like, sure thing, Mr. McCormick. So yeah, that's just the confession I want to throw in there. Either way, I'm in Galway on the 18th of June. See you there. 19th of June. 
Lavery's 20th of June, the last Pug Uglies of the season. Me, Shane Todd, Dave Elliott, William Thompson, again. The terrible foursome. Get down to that. What else have we got going on? Nuri. 29th of June, just added. Nuri. McCoy's Cafe, I think that's what it's called. Me, Darren Matthews, Pie McDonald, William Thompson again. Going to be gigging a lot with William Thompson. Wee bastard. He's a good guy, though. If you've never seen him before, very funny. Either way, just checking the board. Okay, and that's the gigs for this month. Hey, hopefully I'll see you at a few of them. Hopefully the podcast a bit better this week, guys. Brought a little bit more energy, had more to say. Didn't have as much time constraint on me. It's all good. We bounce back. That's what we do. We're like Anthony Joshua. Not really. He's fucked. Either way, guys, that's the podcast for this week. Have a good week. See y'all next week. Not going to say week again. Bye.